Alright, here we go. Welcome to Dolphin Radio. Podcast of Miami Dolphin fans. And now for your host, Brad Michaels. All right, welcome to Dolphin Radio. Brad Michaels here with you, your host. This episode is brought to you by Continental Management Group Incorporated. Incorporate in any state in the country, and they can help get you set up. Email them at info at businesscmg.com. Again, it's Continental Management Group. Email them at info at businesscmg.com if you'd like to incorporate your business and stop paying Uncle Sam way too much in taxes as a sole proprietor. Also, we want you to remember, please like, comment, or share. We'd love to hear from you, and your support is very important to us as we try to reach that 10,000 listenership mark. A few upcoming things worth noting. On draft night, we're going to be doing a live show. We'll start about 30 minutes prior to the draft. We'll be live through the first 10 picks. Uh, Join us live on that show. We'll also have some guests and some giveaways. We're also running a first selection contest. To enter, simply like us on Facebook and email us your choice for the Dolphins' first round pick. The winner will receive a $100 gift card and will be announced on our live show. And the details are on our site. Today, we're doing part one of the Dolphin Radio mock draft. So let's begin. All right, welcome back to Dolphin Radio. Brad Michaels here with you. Also, we have our contributor, Lawrence. How's it going, Lawrence? It's going great. Thanks for having me back. Good, good. Good to have you. Uh, We'll have have you on the show quite a lot. Uh, Right now, what we're going to do, we're going to go through our first 10 picks of our mock draft. We'll follow that up next week with the next 11, and then the week after that, we'll finish out with the final 11, and that'll give us all 32 picks. So today, it is 1 through 10, Dolphin Radio style. So we're going to start with the number one overall pick going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is a pick that nobody has any idea who the Jaguars are going to pick. Do you have any idea? Man, this we could have announced this thing like two months ago, I think. <laughs> we could have announced this probably at the beginning of last season, to be honest with you, because everybody knew that if Trevor Lawrence decided that he was going to come out and declare for the draft, most likely he's going to be the number one guy. So we could mark that off. I'm going Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson, as the number one pick for Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, I totally agree. I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a phenom, especially in a very talented draft class. You're watching Trevor Lawrence be the top of the heap. Uh, That was assuredly the number one pick. And then Urban Meyer comes out, right? Great career at Ohio State, great career at Florida. And he's not even interested in his guy, Justin Fields. Yes, but like, you know, every move they make just keeps writing Lawrence, right? They probably have stadium seats with his name on it at this point. They probably do. And one of the biggest things in in regards to that was that Urban Meyer himself, he came out and he said, I wasn't going to take this job unless I could get my franchise quarterback. And we all knew who he was talking about as soon as he said that. So So my pick is Will. First round, Trevor Lawrence, Clemson, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And ditto. Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. Moving on to pick number two. Now, this is another interesting one here because we don't know what the Jets are going to do. They traded Sam Darnold to Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers have told Teddy Bridgewater he can go out and pretty much talk to any team that he wants to talk to. So we know that the Jets are probably going quarterback. It's just a matter of which quarterback are they targeting? 
Yeah, maybe take this back to the Jets first. And I think the Sam Darnold conversation is very interesting. You know, it's not that I hate Sam Darnold. I think he's a very talented quarterback. But Sam Darnold had some interception problems in college. He went to the pros and continued to have interceptions. I think it was 39 touchdowns, 38 interceptions last year. But, you know, part of that is the maturation process of getting into the NFL. He did not have good coaching. Well, I think part – there you go. You just touched on it. The biggest thing that I was going to touch on was that the coaching, we all know as Miami Dolphin fans, we know that Adam Gase – I call him Adam Headgase because there's something going on up here, folks, that when he becomes a head coach, something goes to his head um, – way more than just trying to get a football team on the field and make them prepared every week. He is very disinterested when his team is on defense. He will be, uh, you've seen him. He's sitting over on the bench with his quarterbacks or any of his other offensive playmakers, so to say, and he's not in the game. And I just think Adam Gase probably... I shouldn't say he's never going to get another chance, but it's going to be a long time before some team comes knocking and asks him to come in as the head coach. Yeah, I mean, the whole Gase conversation, like, thank God he's gone. <laughs> Real one. We're glad he's gone. And, we got we got Coach Flores. We're doing good. And I think we'll touch on Darnold again probably on the around the eighth pick because that's that's Carolina. an interesting conversation with the new situation he's in too. But, Absolutely. You know, as far as the Jets, they were – Jets are so interesting, right? We knew they were going to take a quarterback, even if Darnold stayed. Even if he'd stayed. I, I think Darnold goes to the backup this year, even if Darnold stays. The Jets' problem is not their quarterback. No, it was, it was, it was coaching. It was the front office. Nobody knew. The left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing a lot of times there with the Jets. And it's been that way for a lot of years with that team. It is. But I, I think – They've solidified who they're picking, right, with the second pick. It's a quarterback, right? Now it's going to be a quarterback, just which one? I'm going to go out and say it's Zach Wilson, BYU. Um, I think that's the best pick for them. I think, you know, I, I agree. When you start looking at Jones, you start looking at Wilson, you start looking at Fields. Wilson's emerging as the number two quarterback in this Absolutely. draft. Uh, I think there's no question. I think it's Zach Wilson, BYU, going to the Jets with the second pick. And I agree. So we're at consensus. The second pick, the New York Jets, will select Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. That brings us to this particular pick. This was the Dolphins pick from Houston in the Laramie Tunsil trade. As we all know, the Dolphins traded that pick out, fell back to number 12, San Francisco takes the number three overall pick. Miami then moved back up with the Eagles, taking over number six, and the Eagles dropped to 12. So, again, we are looking at the San Francisco 49ers. We know they're not particularly happy with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think the biggest problem with Jimmy Garoppolo is he can't stay on the field. He's having the injury bug. Um, there's a possibility of hearing some rumbling that New England may – maneuver to, to move up or just to get him back. Um, but anyway, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. There was some urgency here with the number three pick as far as the 49ers were concerned because they wanted that pick from Miami and they made that work. So who do you, what do, who do you think they're targeting? I think, and I've been listening to the NFL on Sirius XM, one general manager said that in order for San Francisco to move up to that number three pick, They've got to have two guys 
that they're happy with either one of them. And I think one of them was Zach Wilson. Now we know Zach Wilson is now off the board. Who does that leave us with? That leaves us with Trey Lance, quarterback from South Dakota State, or is it I'd be North sorry, Dakota. North Dakota State, and Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. What do you think? Yeah, let's talk about the 49ers for a second. You know, Shanahan and Lynch, they've done a great job of changing the entire culture of that team. Oh, completely turned right. around. Like Flores and Greer have yes. been in Miami. And they've made some really good moves. Garoppolo, I, his biggest problem has been the injury problem. Absolutely. Uh, I think this pick in the draft is where the question marks start to emerge. To me, it's definitely a quarterback pick. It's the whole reason for the move with Miami. I think it's smart for them. I don't think we're done seeing movement around this pick. I still think Garoppolo gets traded either before or during or immediately after the draft. Could be right there yeah. at this pick. They'll announce some sort of a yeah. trade. Uh, but, but I also think they keep this pick and go with the quarterback, regardless of the Garoppolo Absolutely. Trade. I could I see Garoppolo going back to the Patriots. There's a number of great candidates for him. Well, and it seems like the Patriots are the pick. Uh, it seems like the Patriots want him back. If they can get him, it's just it's going to be a matter of what is the price going to be. But I'm going to at this point, I'm going to say that the 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 49ers, I think they were targeting Zach Wilson or Justin Fields at this selection with Zach Wilson off the board. I think San Francisco takes Justin Fields quarterback out of Ohio State. It's interesting. The news that broke this week was that there is some dissension between Lynch and Shanahan right now on which quarterback to pick. Between but, Trey Lance and Justin Fields? Well, they're not saying. And or that's, Matt Jones. And that's the important thing. And Shanahan, built into his contract, is he gets to make this pick. And he has not shared that with anybody. No staffers even know how he's rating these quarterbacks. It's a highly like guarded piece that of brings into That brings into the equation. I said I think it's going to be Justin Fields. But that brings into the, the equation now. you got to think about Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and remember Matt Jones. Alabama, he's still sitting there. Knowing this is Shanahan's pick, knowing he's holding on to it, kind of looking at what he's done in the past, I'm actually going to go with Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. I think Shanahan kind of has his own little playbook that he runs with. Can and I think well. rightly so, he's negotiated that pick for his job, and he's going to make the pick with what he feels is the best. And there you have it, folks. My pick, I'm still going to go with Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Lawrence is going to take... Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama, which now brings us, this is interesting for you because you've taken Mac Jones off of the table, so you still have Justin Fields and Trey Lance. I still have Trey Lance and Mac Jones. So we go to the fourth pick. This is Atlanta, not Chicago. And the Bengals are next, not Chicago. For some reason, last week I had that all mixed up. I was even wearing my Masters shirt last week because somebody told me the Masters started last week. I didn't even pay any attention to it. Anyway, the fourth pick, the Atlanta Falcons. Do you see the Atlanta Falcons moving out of this? We know they're actively shopping this pick. Well, I said this last week. This is where the draft goes nuts, right? This is yeah. where everybody's mock draft breaks. Exactly. Uh, this is the this is the this is the breaking point, right? And here. not only did I say that from a perspective of I don't know who the heck. Atlanta's going to pick, but Atlanta comes out and actually starts shopping this draft pick. This and this week. is where your bracket gets fucked up. And then they announced <laughs> this is up for sale. It so, is. So whether that's a ploy, but I think the right deal comes along, and this is not Atlanta's pick at fourth. And I really yeah. think that's a plausible scenario playing out here. 
And I think all even my bracket's gone at this point. I think I think this pick for Atlanta, I think this comes down to how many more years do they think Matt Ryan is serviceable at quarterback? And do they think right now that they've got to go out and find his replacement who can ride the bench for a year or two and then put him into the starting lineup? So again, though, I'm hearing scuttlebutt that Denver maybe the perfect opportunity or the perfect team trading partner to move up to this fourth spot. But we talked about that earlier. We think that Denver, if they're targeting a quarterback after this pick, if Atlanta stays here, we think that Denver would still be able to pick up their quarterback at number nine. As it stands right now, I definitely think there's a quarterback available at nine out of those top four. Uh, if Atlanta stays there, it's a whole lot of ifs. I don't think that's going to happen. Denver's definitely going to take a hard look at moving up, I believe. Is that, though, and we talked about this this morning, is moving up for Denver, is moving up from the number nine pick to number four, is it worth it when either Matt Jones, well, not in your case. In, in my case, I've got Matt Jones and Trey Lance. Somebody's going to fall to number nine because I don't think you've got anybody taking a quarterback after this fourth pick, so I don't see them moving up. I think if you're Denver, you have to make the move. And the reason being is Denver's got to fix something. Right? A lot sure. of things have gone wrong over the last couple of years. Quarterback since Peyton Manning, I mean, you can count them on all your fingers and toes, right, at this point. Yeah. Kind of uh, like Miami did since Dan Marino. And good draft picks in that mix, too. Just haven't had a good developmental system. And now you got Von Miller, and he's starting to slow down a step. Still a really good player. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, right? And now they let the running back go. So Denver's yeah. going to... Well, they've let two running backs go in yep. just the last couple of years. So, so I think Denver's going to have to make a move to solidify a player to build this team around. I think this is the move it's going to go. But as we pick right now, I think we're going to have to make a pick around where Atlanta would go at this point. Well, I think we'll take, we'll take into consideration there's a good possibility that Denver moves up to the number four, Atlanta moves back to number nine. But for the purposes of this mock draft, we're not going to actually execute the trade. So I'm going to take Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State, to the Atlanta Falcons with the fourth pick. Interesting. Yeah, I watch a lot of Atlanta football. I used to live in Augusta. So know that team very well. Atlanta still believes in Matt Ryan. And Absolutely. I think they have some needs. I really think Atlanta needs their next big playmaker. I think this is the move Atlanta goes with Kyle Pitts, tight end wow. out of Florida. I think he's just hard to pass up for anybody. If Pitts doesn't go to Atlanta, Pitts is definitely going to Cincinnati in the very next pick. But and that's where I've got Pitts going to Cincinnati. We're, we're moving ahead of ourselves here a little bit. But, but, I, but I think Atlanta in this position feels the heat of that. You have a player who's going to be a known impact player in the NFL. You can't pass on Pitts taking the best available at this point. Okay, so there you have it. Lawrence has taken Pitts at Atlanta with the number four Pitts, four pick. I'm taking Kyle Pitts number five at the Cincinnati Bengals. But here's here's something that that this has been talked about. A lot of mock drafts out there have Kyle Pitts not going, and you've already taken Kyle Pitts for Atlanta, that leaves, in your scenario, that leaves Jamar Chase in the possibility of being reunited with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. What is your take on that? I think this benefits the Dolphins. I think 
out of the Falcons, out of Cincinnati, I think one of them's going offensive line. The other one's going to Pitts. I think Sewell and Pitts go in these two spots. I think Chase is the best player on the board once Miami comes around. But Absolutely. So your pick in uh, Cincinnati Bengals is? I'm going to go with Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle for Oregon. I really think at that point. I, Make Burrow quarter, stand up for a game? Well, there's that. I, I think you have to protect him. They really yeah. need some offensive line help. But if you're looking at best available, too, even in a quarterback and receiver heavy, Pitts and Sewell just break that mold, right? And you've got to consider Sewell, and it's one of your biggest needs on the team. I think Cincinnati doesn't pass it up. I think they take Sewell. Now, if this gets messed up for me and Sewell goes to Atlanta because they're going to buy Matt Ryan sometime, I think Pitts goes the that other way. That could possibly happen. That's but a good possibility. For the record, I'm going to go Pitts to Atlanta and Sewell to Cincinnati. All right, and I'm taking Kyle Pitts here with the number five pick to the Cincinnati Bengals, which brings us to our pick for the Dolphins at number six. Now, there's been a lot of players that have been talked about here. Devontae Smith, the wide receiver from Alabama, the Heisman Trophy winner. I've seen people saying it's going to be Jalen Waddell. I'm seeing now the consensus really seems to be that if Jamar Chase is available, he's the pick here. I would agree. I think, you know, after looking at Devonta Smith, I looked at Waddle, I've looked at, you know, Chase here. I think Chase is the strongest candidate for a day one impact. Absolutely. With a huge upside. Uh, and he's got the size to play yes. wide receiver. That's been the biggest problem with Devonta Smith. A little it, small for an NFL wide receiver. He's speedy, but can he take the hit? Miami, like all teams, has a few needs on the board. Right? And I think a playmaker on offense is good. What's interesting, we'll get to the running backs in probably you know part two or part three of this, but the top two running backs in this draft, and they're not bad players at all, their overall ankings like 34th, 35th, top tier. And you're talking about Najee Harris from Alabama yes. and Travis Etienne so from... From a skill set perspective, they are top of day two in the draft they will move up because I they think, could I think, move I, up because i got Miami I think there's at 18 some, sure. possibly taking one of those two because so. i think some teams have some running back needs and they're the best players on the board and they're not bad players but there's just so much other talent in this that they really rank about thir- you know 32 35 in, in sure. the overall ranking sure but will we see those running backs start to come off the board later in or even in the mid probably round? in the mid first round i think and that's where things get a little screwy but I think here you've got to look at, you know, this high in the draft, the Miami Dolphins moving back up with this many weapons out there. They're looking for another weapon. It's a smart move for them. They definitely have some defensive needs, which I think they're going to second. I think they'll address that in the second round. But I think Chase here for sure. I think it's Jamar Chase. We absolutely need that playmaker. We need that go-to guy. I mean, we have Devontae Parker. He's a go-to guy, and him and Tua really got on the same page. But – Again, with, with Parker, you have a problem with him being able to stay on the field. Same with Preston Williams. I think Jamar Chase is the pick here for the Dolphins. All right, moving along to number seven. This is the Detroit Lions. It's interesting. The Lions made some interesting, you know, some offseason moves for sure. Dan Campbell, now their head coach, former tight ends coach for the Dolphins, former interim head coach for the Dolphins. Stafford's gone. Stafford is gone. You've got uh, uh, Jared Goff in Detroit. Do they get him some weapons to throw to? So interesting for me, I think at this position, 
your, your best player in the draft available is really going to weigh heavy on this position. I still think that's a quarterback at this place, but this is where I would start making some other moves. To, to me, this is Trey Lance needs a little bit more work, but you put him behind Goff to learn for a while, and it might be the more solid selection. Here I go, Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. Interesting. That's not where I'm going on this. I'm actually taking Jared Goff is there in Detroit. I'm actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and find him a speedy wide receiver to throw to a guy that can be the home run ball. And that's Devonte Smith from Alabama. All right. All right. Move it along now to uh, number eight. Oh, the Panthers. And this is the Panthers. So I don't think the Panthers move out of this pick. I think the Panthers are very, very happy. And again, here we go. Sam Darnold's going to the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater's being allowed to go shop his services, pretty much pick his team. He may still end up in Carolina, but is that going to be a quarterback competition between Bridgewater and Sam Darnold? Or is it Sam Darnold is the starter of Bridgewater? Because, I mean, with them telling Bridgewater you can go talk to any team you want to, that tells me that they're relegating him to the backup and Sam Darnold's going to be the starter. With that said, I think they're going to put a playmaker around Darnold, somebody that he can hit that home run with, and that's going to be Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama. It's interesting. The Panthers have a few issues themselves right now. <laughs> uh, I think Darnold's their choice, right? I'm a Bridgewater fan, but I he'll do better somewhere else, honestly. Absolutely. Uh, Someplace where he's going to know that he's the wanted guy because I don't think he's wanted in Carolina. That writing is on the wall. This is headed for divorce eventually. The indication for me that really Darnold, they're kind of bought into, at least for the time being, and I think you can build a team around him and then replace that position later, is they overpaid for him, really. A lot of the agents out there were looking at a possible third-round pick for the Darnold trade. For Darnold. And that was the, the cap. Would they give away a second and two-thirds? So I think they overpaid for it. I think it shows how much they're into him. They believe in him. I think if you fix the interception problem, you might have something there. Well, but I think, again, I think you get him into the Carolina coaching system. It's a little bit better than what he's had uh, since he's been with the Jets. But is was Sam Darnold, was he a casualty of he's a system quarterback? Was that what made him successful in college and he's not been able to bring that to the pros? Well, I, th I think he just had to – improve his game. I don't think he got the opportunity. I don't well, think not with Adam Gates. No, I know he didn't. Gates in particular, but I think the Jets, it's just not a, a good place to grow up as an NFL player, right? <laughs> no. I and especially with that New York spotlight on yeah. you, because everybody knows that, you know, the only guy that could ever actually handle that was Joe Willie. And I think some of those is teaching him not to throw those interceptions. There's a lot of factors to that. You have to know that's what you're getting with Darnold. You have to know his capabilities too, and he's a capable quarterback. He just makes a lot of bad decisions. He's kind of like Fitz magic, you know, yeah. he can be, he can be magical and he can be tragical. But I think time. here, knowing that you need to fix that problem, knowing that you're bought in, this is where I kind of go out on a limb. I think we're back to an offensive lineman. I think you buy Darnold some time. You're getting a young group. And even if you have to replace them at some point, getting a strong off offensive front five is really where you want to be. But I'm going with the offensive tackle out of Northwestern, that's Rashawn Slater. Wow. 
Interesting pick there. Like I said, I'm going with Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver out of Alabama. We'll move on, and uh, somebody in the studio has a cell phone that's ringing off the hook. I but think somebody didn't like my picks. That could be. Calling could in be to make one. a complaint. It's right so. there. <laughs> All right, let's move here to the uh, number nine overall pick, and that is the Denver Broncos. Yeah, you know, I used to live in the Denver area for a long time. I'm very familiar with that team. I've watched too cool. them. Too cool. And I was mentioning earlier, they've been through numerous quarterbacks. Their defense is aging. They've got some young players on both sides of the ball that are very talented. Whether let their young running back go is beyond me, especially when you start keeping some of the aging players. But I think their real need is to build this team around somebody. That You know, Peyton Manning came in. It was Peyton Manning's team. Oh, they absolutely. haven't really built a team around anybody since maybe Elway, right? For me, it's a quarterback move. I think it's a big need. They really don't have anybody to build this team around. I still have Justin Fields on the board. I'm going Justin Fields, quarterback of Ohio State, going to the Denver Broncos in the ninth year. Okay. I don't have a quarterback on the board at this point because I've actually picked the four quarterbacks that I I have in this. So I'm going to go with if the, if the Broncos stay here, if they don't move up to that number four position with Atlanta, they're going to have to go – keep their quarterback upright. And this is where I've got Panay Sewell going from Oregon uh, and the offensive line. He's definitely going top 10. Obviously. So he has to go at this point here. Moving along now to the Dallas Cowboys with the 10th pick. Yeah, the Cowboys, actually, this is the first year the Cowboys have picked up this many free agents. They have never picked up like eight free agents. Yeah, they haven't been very active in free agency in many, many years. No, and they've done it very with a bargain discount budget, right? Absolutely. What's interesting here, a couple needs for the Cowboys still. Amazing receiving core. Pitts isn't going to be around to pick up a tight end. You still have two good tight ends. You have two amazing running backs in Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. I think they're set on offense. Their offensive line is good. Some injuries last year, lost two starters almost out of the gate, which really hurt them, and one guy retired. But defense really sucks, right? It's kind of like the Atlanta problem. That's where I'm going is defense with the Cowboys in this pick. Uh, You pick up three safeties now, two out of Atlanta and one other one that might be moving to the linebacker position. Your front five or your front seven really on defense are coming along pretty well. You had a great cornerback out of Alabama last year for them. Yep. I think they go cornerback here, and I think most of the mock drafts are kind of assessing that. Now, which one? Well, I know exactly who I'm going with, and everybody in Miami is very familiar with this name, but I'm going with Patrick Sertan. He is going to be – you've got – you know, Bill Parcells always said that you get your left tackle, and then you get your shutdown corner, and that's the two keys to building. Those are the pillars of your team. And I think going with Patrick Sertan at cornerback – He's that shutdown corner that Dallas needs, and I think that shores up that defense immediately, especially with those three safeties coming over. So I would agree, and this probably will be my pick. However, we forgot about Jerry Jones for a second. So Jerry Jones, always the wild card. Who are you looking at here? You're looking at Patrick Sertain the second. You're looking at Horn, who had back surgery, but looks like he's very okay. And then you sure. had Farley. Yeah. Out of those, I got to go Sertain. My pick personally, who I think the Cowboys should pick, is the other Alabama quarterback. You've got two cornerbacks who have played together before in a defense that really suits them with Quinn coming over. Yeah. I think you should take Sertain the second. That is my pick here. 
What do I think the Cowboys are going to do? I think they're going to go to Horn or some wild stuff. If Jerry <laughs> Jones is picking, Cowboys are a wild card. Oh, we never know what they're going to do. If Jerry Jones is picking, we, oh, we may pick up a punter <laughs> at the tenth. And that might be the end of the draft. And with the number <laughs> one overall pick, the Cowboys select a kicker. <laughs> So nothing right. will surprise me at the 10th pick <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. That's our top 10. That is our the, the 10 picks. We'll be back next week with uh, picks 11 through 21. Yep. And then uh, the next week we'll follow it up, and then we go live on the 29th. It's going to be – this is exciting. This, this is when it all starts to actually come together and we start seeing – what all the teams are doing. And I, I I got a feeling we might see some movement on draft day, a couple of trade possibilities, but it's hard when you're doing a mock draft, you just kind of got to stick with the set. Uh, yeah. Set picks. I think in previous years, there's been a couple surprise moves in the draft, but there's only like a handful of superstars in these drafts. Yeah. And it's not that exciting. I think this is a star studded draft well, I with think, all the quarterbacks and then the receivers, and you throw Kyle Pitts in there at tight end. I mean, he's they, they say he's a transitional player. He's the type of guy that could be a wide receiver. He can line up in the slot. He could line up out. He could line up at, at the tight end position, give you a two tight end set. You know, this might get exciting through, you know, from pick four with the Atlanta Falcons to early 20s. It just might be all over the board. This, yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting draft from that standpoint because there is a lot of talent in this draft, and it's deep. It's deep at quarterback. It's deep at wide receiver. It's deep on the defensive side of the ball as well. So interesting. There's our first 10. Um, we'll see you next week. And that's it for this week. Thanks for watching or listening. Next week, we'll be covering... Draft changes, any of them, and part two of our mock draft. Please help us out by continuing to like, comment, or share. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, or any podcast platform that you listen to. Also visit us on the web at dollfanradio.com. Until next week, this is Brad Michaels for Dollfan Radio. Thanks for watching or listening. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. And for more great content, check us out on the web at www.dolphanradio.com.